Hi everyone, welcome to today's podcast. Today I'm going to be talking about grace. During my morning devotion, I came across this verse in John 1 16. It says, Indeed, we have all received grace after grace. Some versions may say grace upon grace, but it's basically saying the same thing. And when I came across that verse, it really stumbled me. Grace after grace? Grace upon grace? What is God telling us? So I delved into it and I want to delve into it with you and I hope that you will be blessed by it as it blessed me. On a personal note, this week was a very challenging week for me. This week was the first week for the children to go back to school and as I work in the educational education environment, dealing with children and dealing with all the changes, it was, Monday was a very stressful day for me. But you know, I remember that and and I'm mentioning that because I know on that day I cried out for God's grace and I felt God's grace and throughout the week God's grace was so evident and so when I came across this scripture today I just said you know I have to talk about God's grace I I have to do a study on God's grace and for, for all of you I know there's been a point when you've had challenging moments and you've needed to rely on God's grace so Let's just start with what does grace mean, the biblical meaning of grace. Undeserved favour that God gives to humanity. And it really started at the cross. I mean, that's what gave us man's eternal salvation from sin. That's what, when God died on that cross for us, that means we never had to worry about death again. Not in the eternal way. You know, he gave us the ability to be able to give our life to him as his child and know that death would never, eternal death would never be a punishment for us. That's what we rightfully deserve, but God died so that we wouldn't have to have it. And really that represents just his love for us. It's his love and mercy which he's given to us. God desires us to have it. He desires us to have it. It's not necessarily because of anything that we've done to deserve it. We don't earn grace. Grace is just an expression of how much God loves his children. And when you give your life to Christ, when you accept Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior, you are his child. Whether you feel like it or not, you are his child. You belong to him. And there is an abundance of grace available to us as children of God. And I want us just to look at Hebrews 4.16. Hebrews 4.16 says this. Let us then approach the throne of grace with confidence so that we may receive mercy and find grace to help us in our time of need. So let's just, let's just um, go through that. We have to come to God for us to receive grace. And sometimes we don't receive God's grace because we don't even call upon it. Going back to my, my day on Monday, I remember there came a point when I just felt so overwhelmed with just so many different things going on. You know when that spirit of confusion just hits you where you are just so inundated, you don't even know how to think. It's like nothing is coming straight. You're just so confused and it's just like a combination of just just questions in your head, question marks. And I reached that point where I just felt so overwhelmed. In theory, all I wanted to do was just sink to my knees and cry. 
And you know, like how you see a child when they're about to have a tantrum or they're just so distraught, they just want to cry. And you know, with a child, you know, their expectation is an adult is going to come and rescue them. Well, unfortunately, some Christians, some of us have been guilty at times where rather than call out to God, we've done just what a child does. We've just fallen to our knees, maybe not physically, but but, but internally and just kind of like, oh, felt sorry for ourselves. Someone rescue me. But really the key is crying out to God, not picking up the phone, calling someone, not feeling sorry for ourselves, not eating, not turning on the TV, not doing all the things that we sometimes run to, but crying out to God and saying, Jesus, Abba, Father, whatever term you use to call out to God, just calling out to him, say, I need you, God, I need you, I need you right now, I need your grace. And so when I look at Hebrews 4, 16, we, I, we have to approach God. We have to approach the throne of grace. And we, we can't just approach it wondering, is God going to help us? Does, do we deserve God's grace? Have we been good enough to obtain God's grace? We can't, we can't do it like that. We have to do it boldly with confidence, knowing that even if we don't feel we deserve it, even if we're in the wrong, God is a God that doesn't judge us the way man judge us, judges us. He doesn't judge us the way we judge ourselves. And he always has an abundance of grace there for us. It's not based on our works. It's not based on whether we deserve it. It's not based on whether we messed up. It's not based on what we did. It's based on who he is. And grace is available for us. An unlimited supply of grace. So we come boldly with that confidence that we're going to receive mercy. We come boldly knowing God, despite what I did, despite what I didn't do, despite how I feel, despite how this situation looks, we are going to receive mercy and we are going to find grace. You are going to supply grace to help us in our time of need, not 20 days later, but at the point that we need it. God's grace is going to step in. What a beautiful revelation that is. That no matter where we are, no matter what we're experiencing, no matter what we're dealing with, no matter what we've done, we can come boldly as a child of God. We can come boldly to the throne of grace and receive it. And what the, the, what the devil always tries to mess us up with is if we've kind of like maybe we had a bad morning, maybe we lost our temper, maybe we, I don't know, we, we cut someone up in traffic, maybe we, 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 we criticized someone or we gossiped or we slandered, whatever it is. And the devil will always try to make us feel, no, you can't go to God and ask for anything now. You're dirty. But the devil is a liar. God said there is not, no point. All we have to do is when we come, we say, God, forgive me if there's anything I may have done. But God, I need your grace right now. That's it. Simple. We don't have to sit there and go for a whole ritual. It's simple. It's simple. God just wants a heart that is humble and pure. So, I just want to emphasize, grace never runs out. It doesn't matter how many times you run to God for grace, there's an unlimited supply of grace. James 4, 6 says this, but he gives more grace. Therefore it says, God opposes the proud, but gives grace to the humble. So what is that, what is that telling us? You can't come to God asking for grace with this attitude of, 
you better give it to me or else or I deserve grace right now because that person was in the wrong and said God you need to sort this out you gotta come with a humble heart you can't come feeling like you're in control like like God's got God's got to do you a favor God responds to humility if we want God to respond in a good way we better come to him humbly so that's what it's warning us. It's telling us a preparation of how we come to God. Now, he doesn't mind if we come crying and anxious and overwhelmed. That's okay. As long as we are humble enough to know, God, I cannot do this by myself. I need you. <clears throat> that's all he needs to hear. I need you. God loves it when we recognize that he is a loving father that is there for us always. It's just like those of us that have children know that if our child is suffering or in need, how do we feel if we knew that we could have helped them and they didn't even come to us, even if we couldn't have helped them, the fact that they didn't share with us what they were going through. As a parent, it makes us think, why didn't they come? Don't they know how much I care for them? Don't they know how much I love them? Don't they know that there's nothing that they could say or do that I would never be there for them? Even if I didn't agree with it, I would never turn my back on them. Well, if we, as human beings, whose righteousness is like filthy rags feel like that. How much more a completely holy God who has never done any sin, who is completely holy, who is completely pure. How much more does he think? Think that concerning us as his children. So grace is freely given. It, it, grace truly just represents the love of God. It never runs out. It's freely given. We don't have to earn it because we're his children. So, what are the qualities of grace? What are the benefits of grace? Well, I know when I cried out to God that on Monday, I know supernaturally, without me even realizing it, I only realized it afterwards, he completely strengthened me. I mean, where I was feeling kind of weak and just kind of like, God, I don't know what to do. I can't make a decision. It's like he just completely strengthened me and it's kind of like he just completely just kind of refocused me. It's kind of like he just put things in order and it's like he kind of slowed me down and he showed me, okay, just deal with this for now. Because if you try and deal with all 20 things, you're just going to be going round and round in circles. It's like, I don't know for you, but my office is one of those areas when I go into my home office, I'm talking about at my house, where I keep all my, you know, paperwork and that. If it's a mess, I can't function. I have to kind of tidy things up and put things in order. And then if I have a, if I have a load of tasks to do, I have to deal with one thing first. If I try to look at everything, I become overwhelmed. And that's exactly what God did to me. When I cried out to him, he said, okay, Beverly, stop. Just stop, stop. Because it's kind of like you're running, but you're like on a treadmill. You're not getting anywhere. So I need you to stop right now. And I need you just to take a deep breath. Okay? And we're just going to deal with one thing. And let's just deal with the most important thing. And he was able just to kind of completely refocus me. And as he refocused me, I was strengthened. So it strengthens us. It also guides us. When we don't know what to do, when we're so confused, when we don't know what our future holds, when we're concerned, when we're fearful, when we're worried, he guides us. And often he'll guide us to himself. Because a lot of times, 
we're trying to do it ourselves. We're trying to do it in the natural. And God's saying, some things that you can't do in the natural, you have to give it to me. But I need you to approach me first with it. I need you to recognize that I'm the one that can help you with this. You're kind of looking everywhere else, but you're not coming to me. So rather than you trying to figure this thing out yourself, I need you to come to me. Before you get up in the morning and run, try to fix this thing, fix that thing, call this person, come to me first with it. Ask me to go ahead of you. Ask me to straighten out every crooked path. Because I see things you don't see. I know things you don't know about your day. I know things that are going on in the atmosphere that you don't even, you're not even aware of. So I'm the only one that can really put everything into place. Listen, you want that pe- person to do something for you? You've got to make that phone call and you want favor from that person? I can touch their heart. Come to me. I'm really ultimately the only person that can completely help you. So that's the first thing. So it, it guides us. It heals us. You know, sometimes just even being overwhelmed and stressed can bring on sickness. Sometimes we experience physical ailments as a result of just being overwhelmed or stressed. A headache, stomach upsets, nausea, all kinds of things. Um, high blood pressure. But when, when we go to God and we, we approach him boldly for that grace... And he strengthens us and he comforts us. He heals us. It restores us. God is a a restorer. It restores us. It brings us back to that place of, yes, I can. Yes, I will. Yes, I can do this. He restores us. It helps us to love others. God's grace, listen. There are some people in our life that we have to, have to, have to rely upon God's grace to love. We cannot do it in our own strength. We need God's grace to be able to love some people in our life. And if we don't look to God's grace for it, this could be failure after failure. Because we have the inability to love some people just relying on our natural senses. We have to we have to we have to embark in the supernatural and god gives us the, god's grace gives us the ability to love others because he will show us how to love someone even when they don't deserve it why because that's what he does for us it helps us to forgive others grace is what god gave us that he forgave us when we didn't deserve it so when we rely on god's grace He enables us with that same grace that he forgave us. He gives that grace to us to be able to forgive others. It provides for us. Whether we are lacking in whatever area, financially, whatever area we're lacking in life. When we go to God for God's grace, he provides for us. It comforts us. Oh, grace is a great comfort. It comforts us. It gives us courage. It gives us so much courage. Let's look at 2 Corinthians 12, 8 to 9, verses 8 to 9, chapter 12. 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 to 9. 
I'd love most of you will be familiar with with these scriptures. My grace is sufficient for you. Let's just start there. Listen, whatever we need, God has it. Just, 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 just say it like that. God's got it. There is nothing we can come to God for and say, God may not have enough grace for that. Or God not, may, may not have grace for that situation. God's grace is sufficient. Whether we feel like it is or not. We may ask for it. And at the time we ask for it afterwards, we may feel like it's still not sufficient. Let me tell you, the word tells us clearly it is sufficient for our need. So it says, my grace is sufficient for you. Now, I want to also embark on that. Grace is going to look different for different people. God's grace for some for, 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 for Joanne may look different to God's grace for Sue or Tom. But it's sufficient for, for us individually. So we can't be looking at the grace God gave someone else. We have to go to God and rely on the grace that he gives us. Because God knows how much grace we individually need. Remember the Bible talks about he gives us each a measure of faith. So the grace that he may give someone else may look different to the grace that he may give you or me. But we have to rely and be confident to know that the grace that he gives us is sufficient for us. So it goes on to say, my grace is sufficient for you, for my power is made perfect in weakness. Look at that. God's power is made perfect in our weakness. Meaning, the more we're in need of grace, the more we come to God for that grace, the more perfect that grace is going to be for us. Again, you can't come humbly or, I mean, sorry, proudly feeling like you deserve it or that you don't really need God. Like, like, like God, God, you know, God has to give it to you. God better give it to you or else. You can't come with that kind of attitude. But you come with a humble heart. God, I need you. God, I can't do this on my own. God, I don't know what I'm doing. God, I need your grace right now. God, I know that you can handle this situation. I know this situation is not too big for you. God, I know that everything I'm in need of, you already have it. God, I know, God, that you see everything. That there's nothing too hard for you, God. I know that you can do this. When you come with that kind of spirit, God says it's made perfect. It's made perfect. So the more humbly we come the more power God generates. Isn't that powerful? So what does it go on to say? Therefore, knowing all of this, God's saying, knowing all of this, that it's sufficient, that we that, that, that the power that God will give us, that the more we're in need of it, the more power we're going to get. It says, therefore, I will boast all the more gladly about my weaknesses. So that Christ's power may rest upon me. Therefore, when we are more in need, when the situation is that much more desperate, when we need a healing from God and everything in the natural looks impossible, when we realize that God can do it, we can boast more gladly. We can get overjoyed. We can be hopeful that God, this is a moment, this is an opportunity for you really to show who you are. Yeah, in the natural, it looks impossible. In the natural, man is saying, this ain't ever going to happen. But God, we know who you are. And we know that your power is made perfect in our weakness. In our desperate situations, your power is made perfect. So when we boast and when we're glad and when we stand in faith and say, I know what man says, but I know what God's word says. And I stand on God's word. 
God's power then rests upon that situation. It rests upon us. Isn't that powerful? I don't know, but I'm excited when I read those verses. So what does it do? It enables us to endure hard times. It gives us hope that we can overcome anything. So I just want to just end it on this. Going back to the initial scripture that we started with. John 1, 16. Indeed, we have all received grace upon after grace. Grace upon grace. What does that say to me? What I believe God is saying that grace upon me, grace means God's saying unlimited grace. Meaning the grace never runs out. I give you grace and I give you more grace. And so when we have God who dwells inside of us as believers, that grace is inside of us. All we need to do is call out to him. I hope that you were blessed by today's podcast. I hope it encouraged you. And I hope that you will spend time going over those scriptures yourself. And there's so many more scriptures in the Bible regarding grace. And I pray that you will remember these scriptures when you are dealing with a difficult situation or a time when you're feeling overwhelmed. Be blessed. Until next time, I love you. Thank you for listening to today's podcast. Thank you.